0: Hi, I'm Marilyn Dennis, and welcome to Marilyn Dennis Does a Podcast. This episode, I'll be chatting with Emmy winning TV personality, celebrity stylist. Chime in anytime, Carson. Oh, that's, yeah, that's me. That's Carson Cressley. <laughs> yeah, thank you
1: so much. You forgot Nobel Peace Prize winner. Oh, wait, that didn't happen. Carry on, carry on.
0: Well, when we first fell in love with you, Carson, it was during your time as the original Fab Five. Of queer eye for the straight eye, and since then Carson has been helping so many people look amazing with your whip smart fashion sense and uh, great advice dished on the best celebrity looks from some of the most glam people on the red carpet. That's mm-hmm. you, and for the past six years, Carson fans have loved seeing you on a ju- as a judge on RuPaul's Drag Dragways? Drag ways. Race? Drag race. Drag race. Yes. Yes. Like it's a drag race. Yes. Yes. I thought. I
1: thought. Drag- I saw a drag queen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're going into your, tw- the drag race is going into his 12th season. You've been a judge for six years. Yes. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It looks great. I love
1: your podcasting lounge. This is my living room. Oh, at home. It looks
0: so good. Thank you. We never, we always rope it off. Nobody ever comes in here. So that's why it looks good. Yeah,
1: no, that's me too. Same. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. you know I adore you, so I was very excited to be on your podcast. Thank you so much and uh I'm just I'm just um you know stuck at home hanging out, but I'm lucky because I get to be at my farm, so um there's always you know projects and work and uh, I've caught up right. on four years of housework in two weeks. very
0: good. Well, you've been very busy and how are you? How are you dealing with isolation? Do you like it? Are you liking it? Are you feeling you're getting some stuff done?
1: You know what? I I like a little bit of isolation. Like, you know, a weekend is good. Like after you're working and you're around people and you're just like, oh, I could use like 48 hours like by myself to like catch up on Netflix. But I've been here for about three weeks now. So um, I am very organized. My house is very clean. I've baked about 85 pies. I get up and I clean horse stalls in the morning. So I'm basically Amish now. (laughs) Well, you're at a farm in
0: Pennsylvania.
1: I know, I know. You know it. You know, like, you you know, New Wilmington and Volant and all those Amish Uh, places. But I'm a little further east um, near New Jersey. So uh, I'm just making the best of it.
0: You are. You recently posted an illustration on your IG that really beautifully sums up Going through what you're going through right now. It's a boy sitting on a white horse, looking up against a big dark cloud and against a bright blue sky. With a quote, "There are dark clouds," said the boy. "Yes, but they will move on," said the horse. Yeah, that's
1: a great. Um, it was just a great illustration that I loved, and um, I think it's really important right now that we remember that. Yes, mm. things are really s- scary and um, not great right now, but. We, if we can hang on and uh, be safe together, we can um, move on to a bit of a brighter day, hopefully.
0: So what is your day-to-day thing? You get up in the morning at what time? Is there a routine? Oh, you go see the
1: horses at a certain time? What do you do? Yeah, yeah. This is really weird, Marilyn, because I normally don't have a routine because I'm always flying around, like doing a red carpet or taping a show or filming Drag Race in LA. So I for the past 17 years, I've never had like a day where every day is kind of the same where I could have a routine. So actually that's been kind of nice. I get up, um, at the crack of nine because I'm a night person (laughs) and, uh, I go to the barn and I, uh, clean stalls. We have 22 horses here at the farm. So, um, that takes a while. And, Mm -hmm. um, I still, I have very cute Mark Jacobs wellies that I wear to the barn. It's still cute.
0: <laughs> and,
1: um, uh, and then I make a smoothie. I've been trying to really up my antioxidants and keep my, um, immune system really cranking. So, uh, I have this very powerful smoothie that I make with bananas and spinach and parsley and wild blueberries and, um, uh, and Garlic. Garlic. I know, I'm, sh- I'm sure I smell like a garlic knot by now because I've been, I've been doing this for weeks now. But right, that's right. Um,
0: what I've been doing. And, you know, I said to a friend of mine the other day, we're either going to come out really skinny or really chubby. Uh, I'm voting for
1: chubby, even though I'm trying to be good <laughs> and trying to stay active. I do <laughs> find that baking, as part of my new Amish way of life, is um, very calming. There's a study that baking actually like the process of having to measure stuff out and uh, go through like the recipe uh, perfectly is very calming. And probably because you're focusing on something else. And also I feel like when I make things, I feel like I'm Mm -hmm. being productive. Like I like to stay busy. So I feel like I'm not getting anything done. So if I can bake a cake or a pie and give it to a relative or a neighbor um, I feel like I've contributed and done something So with my day. So I've been baking a lot, but I haven't been eating a lot of it.
0: Good. What's your specialty?
1: Oh, my specialty, I'm really good at um, – uh, I make a great coffee cake.
0: Oh, is, that that Ina Co- is that Ina Gardner's coffee cake? Yes,
1: yes, yes. I, I follow all – Ina Garten or Ina Garten, I never know how to say it, is my spirit animal because – Everything is so delicious um, oh, it's it's, so and slightly naughty, but um, she has a recipe that I haven't made yet for a gallon of, of Cosmopolitans that I'm going to save for Friday.
0: Are you going to Zoom your friends and have the Cosmopolitan? and, and uh, Are you doing that kind of thing, a cocktail party?
1: Yes, yes. At 5 o'clock on Fridays, all my gays and I get together on the Zoom and we have our happy hour. <laughs> Uh, I said we should start inviting strangers to it. So it'd be like a real bar and we could meet new people. And I could be, oh, who are you? Uh, but they haven't fallen for that yet, but I'm working on
0: it. Who are some of those friends that come to that party?
1: Oh, um, well, sometimes, you know, uh, uh, Ross Matthews or people from Drag Race or Lisa Lampanelli Mm -hmm. or, um. I just, every once in a while, I forget that I know, like, famous people, and then they'll be on the Zoom, and my friends will be like, that was so-and-so. I'm like, that wasn't really Cher. That
0: was a Cher impersonator. Uh, But still, (laughs) it keeps it interesting. I'm going to talk to you about Fab from Farm. So Fab from the Farm, Instagram lives. you're talking horses, fashion, racing style for fall. Tell me a little bit more about that so we could follow you on Insta.
1: Yeah, ever. I, you know, again, I was bored and I needed to feel productive. So I started doing Instagram lives every day. um, And I usually do them at noon. And uh, again, I forgot that I know like famous people. And uh, I'll just call on a famous friend and we'll have a little chit chat. And most of them know stuff about something. Um, so, you know, if it's a real housewife, we might talk about cooking or if it's a famous horse trainer or jockey or Kentucky Derby winner, we might talk horses. So I just kind of talk about whatever, um, I think is interesting. And it's kind of like my very own stay at home, uh, talk show. So, um, I just do what I want. It's true, it is,
0: it's really, and what is, what is this thing that, um, you're, you're couched, you're doing couched.
1: Oh, yes. Couched is a um, Couched is a design-centric talk show. And um, I love interior design. I am not officially trained in interior design, but um, it's something that I've always loved. And I did a show for Bravo here called Get a Room with Tom Felicia, who I did the yeah. original Queer Eye with. And I loved it so much. I was like, I'm an interior design fan. So when there's a famous interior designer that I would meet, I would like totally fan girl out and be totally gaga over them. And they're like, security. Um, So I thought (laughs) I would start interviewing them. And I have this fabulous couch that looks like a pair of lips um, (laughs) from the 1960s, I think. And uh, I think it used to be on that show Too Close for Comfort with Ted Knight. Remember that show? Like from the 70s or 80s. They had a sofa Uh, that looked like lips And I think a chair that looked like a high-heeled shoe. And I was like, let's get those. Uh, So we got the lips. We didn't get the shoe. Season two. And um, yeah, I interview famous interior designers and uh, people from like HGTV, um, Mm -hmm. the people from Love It Are Listed, Hilary Farr. Oh, that's a good friend of ours. Good friend of the shows. Oh, yeah. Isn't she great? Yeah, she's so smart. And so interesting. Um, Yeah, she really is. And um, she had some great stories about back in the day in Hollywood and um, Uh somebody being a bad boy, like Robert Redford or somebody. I don't remember. Um, So, yeah,
0: that's a fun little side project for me. That's great. You get, well, not only are you talking about design, but you're getting gossip, too. And we all love that. Yes.
1: Yeah. Of course. I know that,
0: you know, that's what makes the world go round. But let me ask you this. I see behind you there's a picture of a horse. I know that you collect Ralph Lauren and you yes. because you're on the farm too. I got to go way back in the time though. How did you get interested in in horses? Uh you know, was it your grandmother I understand? What how did oh, that come to yeah. be? Yeah.
1: Um my grandmother, my dad's mom, um grew up on a farm and they always and probably in the 1920s and always had work horses which um I guess aren't very glamorous or fun and she always wanted mm-hmm. a pony growing up and of course they couldn't get one. And uh, so by the 1950s, um, when my dad came along, she's like, I'm getting you a pony. And my dad was like 15 and like, I don't want a pony. Uh, But (laughs) she got a pony and one pony turned into two and two turned into four and four turned into 16. And by the 60s, they had like 200 ponies and had one of the biggest like pony farms in America. So I grew up with that right next to me. So I always thought it was normal to have like 200 horses outside your door. And, um, (laughs) I just started competing and, you know, showed ponies when I was a little kid. And then by the time I was like 13, I was like, can I please get a horse? And, um, I've had saddlebred horses and actually that painting above me is actually one of my grandparents' favorite, uh, ponies. And, uh, when they passed away, I, I, you know, we were allowed to pick an item and I was like, oh my gosh, I totally want that. So, um, I've had it in this house ever since I've had this house. So. and I've always had horses and they're great and they're wonderful and they're so relaxing. And, uh, it has been a family passion. My sister, my niece, we all compete and it's just a great thing to, uh, keep us all kind of together.
0: You are always so busy. Did you just wrap up a sitcom or something in Montreal? I was shooting a show in
1: Montreal. Yes. Right before everything got shut down. And, um, it's, um, It's a really, um, it's for free form and I I don't think they want me to say what it is, but it's coming out soon. And, um, yeah, it's a great show and I loved working on it with some. Are you playing yourself? I play myself. Yes. I wanted to play like a, I wanted to play like an Italian, like fashion editor with this accent and be very dramatic. And they were like, no. Uh, So (laughs) I was like, okay, I'll just be me. Uh, But I loved Montreal. It's beautiful. Great restaurants there. So fabulous. The most amazing food and walking mm-hmm. around was like, I, I couldn't believe I wasn't in France. It was great. It's really
0: beautiful there. Yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful place to go. Okay, my friend, now listen, uh, judge on Paul's Drag Race, okay? Yes. 12th season. Um, I know. We love you on it. What do you love about it? What can we look forward to? Like, if there's so much to ask. Oh gosh,
1: you it has been, uh, I love um, uh, just the entire spirit of the show. It's one of celebration and um, it's really about, I think people resonate with the show because it's it's a show about underdogs. As you know, here are these kids that mm. are doing something that's a little, not very mainstream and finally they're finding um, a, an international stage where the spotlight is on them and their artistry and their talent. And um, we love watching every week. We love getting to know them and seeing them kind of stumble and then uh, have a triumphant moment again. And there's lots of makeup and wigs and sparkle and there's comedy uh, and, um, and really and so great. And there's drama, drama. of course. Drama. Always, mm-hmm. always girl. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's what they would say when they get back. You know, when they untuck, they usually come back and say, girl, there's drama, Um, so all of that makes for a really fun show. That's just, it's, um, it's gained a lot of momentum. I mean, it's been on TV for a long time. We're um, in our 12th season. Mm -hmm. So 12 years, um, it's been the little show that could. And, um, now we have a couple Emmys and we have, um, um, just a lot of people watching all over the world. So it's been really, really fun. And, uh, it's like I get to go to a club and like have a drink and watch a great drag show. It's like, do not tell them I'm enjoying this so much. They'll stop paying me.
0: Right. Yeah. It's like, it's not really a job. You have to go and you have to be it's a job. It's, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. As, as viewers, and I was saying this to Ross Matthews, we just love watching you having fun amongst yourselves. There's a time to be serious, but uh, right. and the artist, the artistry that goes into this is to me beyond. It's yeah, amazing. no, they're incredibly
1: talented. And, and the thing that um, I think makes it really fun, too, is that unlike other reality shows where you have to know how to sew or you have to know how to be a model or you have to know how to, you know, perform or dance, they have to do all of it in one season. Mm-hmm. A dance number, a lip sync number, or maybe a sewing challenge, a fashion challenge, a comedy challenge. Um, so it's really you see a lot of fun moments because of all the neat things they have to do.
0: Uh, let's say someone says to you, okay, uh, Carson, you have to, as you are, have to pick a song that you are the best at lip syncing. What's, what's that song? Oh, what's your song? There's always a song that everyone, um, asks, whether they're doing karaoke yeah, or yeah, lip syncing. Yeah.
1: Lip syncing. I would do Vogue by Madonna because I love that song. I know the moves, Dietrich and DiMaggio. Uh it's yeah that's a great song cuz it has like a little uh, has a little rap moment that I can handle mm-hmm. and has some good <laughs> dance moves. So, yeah that would be a good a good uh lip sync for your uh life moment for me.
0: You know I have to tell you of all the songs she's ever done and all the videos she's ever done that right. to me is number 1. Oh number it's 1. So
1: good. The the beat that song Like, if you really listen to it, it is so well produced and so rich and like amazing. It's one of my favorite songs in the
0: world. What are you looking at? Bo, bo, bo. Okay, exactly. Exactly. So, guess what I looked at uh, over the weekend? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, What?
1: mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, you've been reading my tome. Yes. I love your tome for that.
0: I, I was looking and I thought about, I'm going to ask you this question from the book. Okay. Because, and the book is called Carson Kressley. Does this book make my butt look big? Very good. I love no. this book. It's a guide. No. I love it. But yes. i was thinking about retail and fashion and everything. And it mm-hmm. says, by Curious, the four hottest months to shop, January, July, August, November. And I thought, rather than get into that, what do you think in your world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you deal with fashion and designers I think what's going to happen when it comes to post pandemic right
1: yeah that's really interesting because I was just thinking this yesterday cuz now I'm buying everything online and I'm trying to like be good and like when I'm stuck at home I like to I like to shop shopping is my cardio I like merchantainment I like to go out and see what's out there so now <laughs> I've been you know I've been stuck online shopping and I literally have like the good person on one shoulder and the devil on the other. And the devil is like, get those silver plate escargot trays. I don't make escargot at home, says the good <laughs> angel. But the bad angel is like, but they're on sale. I'm just like, I have to stop myself from buying things I don't need just to entertain myself. So I love it. that. That being love it. said, I yeah. think, gosh, re- retail is going to have such a hard time now because retail has been such a challenging environment to begin with. That brick and mortar stores, a lot of them were not doing well. So now being closed down for weeks and weeks, I pray for them because I still love going to a beautiful store. I do. Like, too. you know, like in Canada, Holt Renfrew, or someplace where oh, the displays yeah. are gorgeous and it smells mm-hmm. good. And um so I'm hoping that people will come out of this uh, temporary setback and be excited about being out in the in the streets and going to restaurants mm-hmm. and shopping in actual stores. Mm-hmm. I also think that um because we're all like at home living in sweatpants, um uh I think we get bored with that. And I think like Tom I'm wearing them too, Marilyn. Look at
0: that. Okay, um, good for you.
1: I think that um I think like my boyfriend, I mean, my friend Tom Ford said Um, dressing well is a form of, of, of good manners. And I think that we not only dress for ourselves, we dress for people we work with or people we're going on a date with or our partners. So I'm hoping that people will get bored with sweatpants and casual clothes and say, gosh, it's so great to be going out again and to go to work and to see people and to put on a nice outfit. So I'm hoping that this, uh, pandemic uh, has certainly for me made me realize the things that I miss, the things that we took for granted, yeah. right. the things that we're just exactly. so used to, going to a movie, going mm-hmm. to a restaurant, seeing friends. So I'm hoping it'll do the same thing for fashion, that people will miss it and appreciate it and say, mm-hmm. I want to wear something beautiful. I want to feel good. I want to dress up for my coworkers or my husband or my wife mm-hmm. or whatever. So I'm hoping it inspires people to, get back into dressing well when we come out of
0: this um, period. Me too. And this is a question from one of our viewers before, you oh. know, if, if hopefully when we come out of yes. the the house and everything, we we'll are be able to go shopping very quickly. What three pieces in a woman's wardrobe will never go out of style, Carson? Ever. Mm, okay. Well, I think we live in denim.
1: So a great pair of jeans is always going to be um, something you should have and something you're going to wear a ton of, of times and should be great. And you should really find the perfect one and, and it's worth the search and it's worth the investment. Um, I think a great white blouse is an underrated Mm. item. I, I tell women to get a fresh new one every season. They can be from an inexpensive store, but they look great with everything. And you could pop on a scarf or a great brooch or a statement necklace and reinvent a white blouse, you know, probably a different way every day of the year. And then um, um, I always like to have something, you know, that's really personal to you. Maybe it's an heirloom, like a bracelet or a watch that someone gave you, Mm. or maybe it's something that was handed down or a beautiful Hermes scarf that your mom gave you or something that really makes the look personal to you. We never want to look like the mannequin in the store, even though, you know, some of the mannequins are quite cute. Um, You (laughs) want to make, you know, you want to take that as inspiration and then make it your own with those personal kind of accessories.
0: It's so funny. I almost wore a white blouse for you today thinking about you because I no. know that's why of staples. But then I thought with this background, I would like yeah, fade no. into the background. No. Yeah, Good no, choice, you look huh? great.
1: You look great. The Thank black you. is always chic. And I love your living room. I love Thank that. You. Um, I love that headdress, the feather headdress above your uh, over your it? mantle. Yes. And I also brought
0: flowers.
1: I see that. That's gorgeous. Yes, I went out I, on
0: Sunday, and I knew I was going to talk to you.
1: That better get flowers. You are the cutest. I've been like just like ripping off tree branches out in my yard and jamming <laughs> them in water, and they've been blooming. So I'm, I've been doing my own florals. Can you imagine?
0: I love it. I love it. You can do it all, Carson. Um, I hope we get to touch base with you again. I wish you I know. the best of health. I and I you I, too. I I'm, I'm so good to see your face it really is it's like you it's yeah and it's from my living room to your living room and i i kind of like this yeah this is great we never have to wear pants again <laughs> i love it all right my dear take good care stay well thank and thank you for being part of the show Okay, thank you. I'll see you in the big
1: T.O. soon. Bye. Bye, honey. Marilyn Dennis does a podcast. New episodes every week. You can download or subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your
0: podcasts.